Apple on Wednesday released a bunch of new products. We'll talk about what we'll see in the new iPad Pro, MacBook Air, Mac Mini, and more. That's all in this episode of the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Michael Simon. Hello. And Leif Johnson. Hello. So if there wasn't enough happening in the world, Apple decided to drop some new products today. This is Wednesday that we're recording, which is actually nice. I'm glad Apple released this stuff because it gives us a break from... Tom Brady leaving the Patriots, <laughs> quarantines. <Right. laughs> let's talk about iPads, people. <laughs> yes, let's talk about tech. Apple updated one of its mainstays, the iPad Pro. This is a big update. The iPad Pro takes a huge step in its development. I'm going to say this is the biggest update the iPad has ever had. So the new iPad, it has a 812Z Bionic. Yeah, Z, the first Z, Z processor. <laughs> it's not an X anymore, it's Z. There's, there's nowhere else to go, Apple. This is it. <laughs> yeah. It's the end. We've we, we reached the end of the processor naming. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we haven't seen these new products yet because they were just announced. So we, we hope to get them in and review them. Yeah, we can't even go to an Apple store to look at them. I mean, it's crazy. Well, Normally, I would go to, uh, I have one 10 minutes from my house and I would go to just check it out. Not, not happening. And there's one right down the road from the office, the Union Square one, and, yeah. uh, but not, not now. <laughs> maybe we can peek in the window and see if they're on display. <laughs> right. Maybe, they're, maybe they'll have one employee there yeah. just holding it up <laughs> and demonstrating it and you can watch through the window. Uh, so this is an octa-core processor. Yeah, so first it has one. Eight cores. Uh, the uh, the A12 is a is a six core processor. So it has two more cores. I, I I didn't check Apple's website. Does it say? Does it give any idea of how much faster it is over the previous? Well, they don't really talk about speed. They, they talk about graphics power, and they say it's um it's a fluid it's, performance for things like 4K video editing, yeah. 3D design. Yeah, yeah. They they seem to kind of be shifting, which which we've. We've seen that over the last couple of generations where the speed boost over the prior generation isn't as big. And I think the main reason is because it, what do we need more speed for? Like these things are plenty fast. So Apple is now shifting to what really matters with these things is making the interface and the recording and the 4K and all that other stuff as fast as they possibly can via the graphics processor. So it's also an eight core graphics processor. But yeah, so the CPU and the GPU both have eight cores. I also wonder, this kind of off to a tangent, if there's some thermal restrictions on making that processor faster because it's such a small, tight... I mean, it's possible, and, and there's, there's no fans and stuff. I mean, who, who, who knows? But I think the bottom line is nobody's asking for more speed in there, I bet. I have an iPad uh, Pro 12.9, the second gen, and it's plenty fast. I mean, they've been fast enough since, like, the A9, to, to be honest. Increased graphics performance is important for things like 4K editing, 4K video editing, mm -hmm. just pro apps, what, which is basically what they're targeting the iPad yeah. Pro at, even though there is no Final Cut Pro for the iPad. Yeah, I, I wonder if this is kind of the, the first step toward eventually, finally, probably getting that. It seems like it makes sense. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Also, considering the other things that Apple released, like the, we're probably, I'm probably jumping ahead a little bit, but the new Apple Smart Keyboard Folio 
for the. It's not called that. It's called the magic keyboard, Roman. Get it right. Oh, is that right? (laughs) It's magic. It's magic. (laughs) So it's it's a magic keyboard. This looks pretty cool. This product. Wait, it is a magic keyboard. It's called the the magic keyboard. We just learned about this like. I, I just learned all about this like an hour ago. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh this, this is—it's crazy that there's all drops. I mean, I, I woke up and I looked at the website and I was like, "Wow, that's it. Whoa, whoa, whoa!" And I was—I was scrolling down. I was like, "Wait a minute, this is completely different." I mean, so it's yeah, like it's, it's, it's called Magic Keyboard for iPad is the technical name for it, and it's three hundred dollars for the eleven inch and three hundred and fifty dollars for the twelve point nine inch, which is very expensive. <laughs> That's more than a regular iPad. That's more than a regular iPad. <laughs> it is a lot of money. And it's, it's it, you know, the, the it starts at $799. So if you buy the keyboard, it's that brings it to a cool thousand bucks. Oh, no, $1,100, I'm sorry. Which is, that's a lot. Add the Apple Pencil, and we're talking about $1,200 plus. It's, it's expensive. Yeah, more than, the, more than the new MacBook Air, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, but the Magic Keyboard, it kind of floats your iPad in the air. Sort yeah. Of. It's, I mean, the, the design looks pretty cool in the pictures. I mean, I need to see it. What's interesting about what I've seen, what we've seen about it is in the video Apple released, it shows someone taking it off the stand and it just pops right off, which leads me to believe that there's a pretty hefty weight at the, in, in, I guess, in the, in the base, in the keyboard base, and that the, the, the kind of telescoping arm is better than what we have now. Because right now, if I try to pull the iPad off of its stand, the whole thing comes with it. I mean, it doesn't even budge. Mm-hmm. So if you're able to do that, unless this is, you know, Apple being Apple and it's screen, you know, simulated uh, images that you're not going to actually be able to do in real life. If that's the case, and you can just pull this thing off of the uh, stand or the, uh, the, the keyboard without holding it down with the other hand, it leads me to believe that it's going to be better on a lap, it's going to be better on bumpy surfaces. It's going to be better to use all around, and it also has a 130 degree angle, so it's not just those two positions. You can you can move it like you would an iMac into whatever viewing angle you want. So it's dramatically even before we get into the trackpad stuff. The way Apple describes it, and from what the vision, the, the images they've shown, it looks like it's dramatically improved ergonomically and you know just functionality over the existing. Um, keyboard, which, you know, to be honest, wasn't really that great. I do have to wonder how well it's going to work on, you know, this new mode on a lap. Uh, because, yeah. you know, I, I do like the, I do like the angle and it's going, it, it would in theory be more comfortable because the, the trackpad gives you a palm rest to write on. But the thing is with that balance, because yeah. if you haven't seen this yet, it's kind of like a regular monitor where you have like an arm sticking out and the monitor kind of floats above that. So I do worry about the balance, like the thing just kind of tipping over in your lap while you're riding. Yeah, I agree. Uh, both forward tipping tipping backward uh, especially yes so, yeah, backward yeah. is what makes what i'm worried about yeah. yeah that's a that's a good that's a good observation and we're gonna have to see they they they, they haven't shown someone using it in, uh, in their lap but they did say in the description that it's better for a desk and a lap well you know we'll we'll see i could definitely see desk for sure i i yeah definitely, i would be yeah. more willing to use my ipad for that because that, that is one of the things is your that angle is bad this will be a, be a lot better angle yeah, those that double angle that whatever the, the the two positions neither one was 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 great. To be able to put it wherever you need it is so much better. The keyboard looks kind of 
tactile too if we, you know the current one has just that it's kind of like canvas covered keys yeah these are yeah. they say they're scissor the scissor keys the same one millimeter travel scissor keys is on the macbook pro and the new macbook air so these are actual keys it's not those bouncy springy like you say the canvas covered keys they're, nice. you know it's an actual keyboard it's backlit which is finally finally backlit and you know it's a it's a real deal keyboard again it's three hundred dollars but it looks like it's a massive improvement over the existing model, which is, I think, 130 bucks. So it's a, it's pretty <laughs> way more expensive. Yeah. Maybe maybe it was was it 200 late? Do you know? 179 dollars for the 11 inch one. Okay. And uh, let's see here for the 12 inch. Probably 200. I want to say 200. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 200. So it's about 150 bucks more, which is that's that's significant, guys. That's a lot of money. Another cool thing about the keyboard is there's a USB-C port, a second one built into the hinge or whatever you call it. It's not really a hinge. It's the, uh, I, I guess it is the hinge, which is, uh, that's a, that's, that's a big welcome. And the, there's an Apple logo on the back that's, that's uh, in landscape mode, which as a stickler for these things, <laughs> it pleases me. The, the Apple logo on the iPad is still portrait, but the one on the back of the uh, magic keyboard is landscape, which is awesome. That makes Finally. Sense. Especially, that's the only way to put use it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's not lit. It's not lit. <laughs> no. Well, none of them are anymore. They are, they're all, uh, you know, not lit. Those were the days. Oh, right? and I'm looking at the I photo, and it's definitely a hinge. So you're looking, yeah. I miss, I miss the, the, the light up Apple logo. That was such a cool element. Yeah. yeah, I've gone back to you working on an old MacBook Air, and I do like the. Uh, yeah, it's it's. But that, it's, and I'll tell you, remember, you know, I would sometimes defend the keyboard. That was largely why it's the the keyboard. It was like even affecting my work. I didn't like it, the butterfly keyboard. Yeah, but I went back to the older one. Yeah. Um. Again, we'll get into that later. But now Apple has two Macs, Macs with the butterfly, and then with the Cappy iPad, that's three devices. So they're they're slowly transforming their entire line away from the dreaded butterfly you mean without the butterfly as you said with um yeah. what's the scissor switch one so. underneath the keyboard is a new trackpad and the ipad interface now has some new features to accommodate that trackpad and i guess a connected mouse as well or bluetooth trackpad or bluetooth you know it, it works with more devices than just the uh the magic keyboard guy so it has some uh, cursors that appear. It kind of knows, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Is it an intelligence? So like if you're over yeah. text, it turns into Intelligent, into a... dynamic, whatever you want to call it. But it, it kind of switches between modes. And, you know, I'm willing to, I'm willing to admit I might have been wrong about my, uh, my snap judgment about that. It was, it was a terrible idea that um, yeah. Apple seems to have put, you know, a good deal of thought into how people are going to use it and, it, it's kind of a little bit of everything. There is text selection. There is um, an Apple TV type interface where it bounces from app to app to app and doesn't, you know, and lets you um, just select them by pressing return, I guess, or clicking or whatever it is. And then there's also just a little, a, a kind of a simple circular cursor for when you need to move around and you need to see where the cursor is. It's not. I don't know why it, they kept that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it separates it from the Mac in the sense that, you know, they're letting you know it's not used for, for finer things. I don't know. That's stupid. Especially since you're doing the other things. Like, you just give us a real pointer. I mean, yeah. I mean it does I, an option. I would bet in a future version, they'll, they'll refine that thing and either make it smaller or, or turn it into an arrow, whichever. 
Like, I, I don't think they want you to use it like you would a Mac. I think they want it, you know, they still want you to use the, the touch more than you would the keyboard. It's more for... And I think people will do that, but that's just like yeah. a big little finger to you. It's like, let's <laughs> pick this thing representative of a finger <laughs> on the screen. That, the, the, the question I have is, so like, let's say you're, in, you're using Photoshop can you have a pointer because you're like if you're doing like a like a path in photoshop or yeah. something around the photo you're going to need something a little bit finer a lot finer than yeah. like a, a you know a, a, a three millimeter circle or however big it is and that was always my specific argument yeah that, that precision needed but there's i mean it's it's all it's mainly for certain tasks and apple did say that there's apis and developers can kind of you know use them uh, also with mm -hmm. gestures and you know, use that trackpad within their apps in, in quote unquote unique ways. So I wonder if you will have access to different styles of cursors than what Apple has shown us. The new iPad also has a new light detection and ranging scanner. LiDAR. Yeah, that works with the camera. So this is for augmented reality. Apple says the scanner measures the distance to surrounding objects up to five meters away and works both indoors and outdoors. Now, see, this is what AR has always needed to take off, I think. For because, sure. uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the face stuff, it gives you, and, I, and people like things like Animoji and stuff like that. But this allows you to map the room a little better. Now, the machine learning stuff they've been doing, that's interesting and that's, that's cool and, it, and it's going to help with this. But this allows you to actually see your 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 phone or your eventually your phone i'm pretty sure or your ipad this map what's in the room and uh that's what's going to make ar a lot more useful because basically with machine learning it's guessing this would give it mm -hmm. tangible it's scanning like mike said cameras are freaking laser beams you know it is scanning what it is doing uh what it is seeing so it's giving you a real 3d model of what's in front of you which that's one thing I like is it's going to be cool for 3D modeling and stuff. You, you can already see people trying to do that with Face ID, and it's kind of hackneyed the way they do it. But you can see that the potential is there. And so I'd, be, I'd love to see this, what people do with third-party apps, now that there is an actual ranging LIDAR scanner on there. Yeah, um, as you say, you know, it takes the guesswork out of it. That's the big thing. Is that, And I, I have to assume this is going to end up on the iPhone as well. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, uh, uh, there's a, I mean, there's so many applications that we can, you know, in, indoor mapping, um, uh, even outdoor mapping, uh, AR directions, there's so much that they can do now that they have this, this LiDAR scanner on there. You know, it's funny, I think it's interesting that it came to the iPad first, because Apple has always kind of pushed the iPad as its main AR device. That's where the AR kit was first demonstrated. And, you know, they keep kind of pushing this rattle rather than the thing that we have in our pockets all the time as their main ar device and it's, I, I i find that to be interesting it's especially interesting because you see, you see them using ar at like wwdc on the thing and you got here let me this very fragile ipad pro let me be shaking it all around the stage and drop this eleven hundred dollar device yeah yeah 12.9 seriously and, and you know they're they're clunky and hard to follow and they're not all that portable but this is i mean i this is what apple is pushing pushing more so than the small guy unless you know, the, the only thing i can think of is that they realize that ar isn't quite mainstream yet anyway so they might as well promote it on the device that can handle bigger and and, and more powerful tasks we have an article on our website that talks about more features of the new ipad pro 
Uh, we'll have a link to that in our show notes, and it's on our homepage, so check that out if you want more information on the iPad Pro. Apple also updated the MacBook Air, so it has a new and improved keyboard. Uh, it has a 10th generation Core i3 or Core i5 processor. Yeah, that, that's a big jump. The old one had, I think, an 8th gen. Maybe last year's was a 9th gen. I don't remember. But um, yeah, the, the processor is, is, a, is a big improvement. They have also doubled the storage. It's uh, the st- in the standard configurations. I think the base the base configuration comes with 256 gigabytes. That's what you need. 128 is a little bit too small for 2020. Uh, 256 is a, is a nice. That's that's enough for yeah. most people. And then the next standard configuration has 512 gigabytes. And it's the same. The uh, upper model is the same price of 12.99. The lower one has been cut by 100 bucks to 9.99. So you're technically getting you know, that $12.99 storage um, tier for even less, which is, which is, that's a, that's a nice cut. $9.99 for a 256 gig 10th gen processor, retina screen, new keyboard. Uh, that's, that's good. Yeah. It's a good, um, that's a good computer for a thousand bucks. Uh, we got some user feedback on Twitter from uh, Gualtiero FR. He said that the news of the new MacBook Air is really good news. He does say wonder why they didn't update the 13-inch MacBook Pro. It is more expensive now and comes with less storage. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, obviously that's coming, but yeah, it's it's always weird. These kind of middle, the mid-cycle computer always looks hopelessly outdated once Apple upgrade updates everything around it. Uh, he also says because the CPU is different, but it would make more sense to have 256 gigabytes on the base model now, and the keyboard is also worse. For sure. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Nobody should buy the 13-inch MacBook Pro. No one. Wait, uh, whatever, a few weeks, a month, two months, however long it is, but wait. If, if that's yeah, the there's a new model coming out. It's just a matter of when now. And it'll be, just like that guy says, um, double the storage, better keyboard, better processor, blah, 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 blah. So that's the MacBook Air. If you want more information, go to our website. We'll have a link with all the details of the new model. Last but not least, there was an update to the Mac Mini. It, it, it actually, it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 in the right spot. <laughs> yeah, there's a new Mac Mini, but if you're excited because it's been a while since it was updated, it this update. It's only got an, a storage yeah. upgrade. That's it. it. It's it's the same. It was updated at the same time as the, it's, it's been the same amount of time since the last iPad Pro upgrade. It was October of twenty. I want to say twenty eighteen. That was the same. That was when Apple introduced the new iPad Pro and the redesign and all that stuff. Also the MacBook Air. So they all. It's, it's funny how they're all on the same. They all got upgraded on, on the same day. It's been exactly that. Well, the the the, the uh, MacBook Mini did have a refresh last year. But otherwise, it's the same amount of time. But um, yeah, there's nothing really new about the uh, the mini other than the storage. Yeah, the base model now comes with 256 gigabytes SSD. The uh, step up gets 512 gigabytes. We got some user feedback on this as well. At Dave underscore Anna, uh, he wrote... 3.6 gigahertz quad core core i3 CPU, eight gigabytes of memory. Jeez, this is retro. And then he uh, inserted a GIF of a. Uh, I, I think it's an Apple II. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bold <laughs> statement, but but it is it is it is showing its age. That's for sure. 
I mean, eight, eight gigs of RAM in a desktop is that's that's not enough. That needs to be changed, and I don't know why they didn't upgrade the CPUs. Because it's, it's expensive. <laughs> it's also expensive to do the RAM storage. Is dirt cheap right now? That's why we're getting all these uh, extra storage tiers or these uh, bonus storage tiers. Because uh, SSD storage has basically uh, hit rock bottom. And then at Manination from Twitter, he says that uh, this still seems underwhelming unless you are an Apple fanatic at any cost. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who the Mac Mini is necessarily targeted at, but if you're a regular person looking for a desktop Mac, you should buy an iMac, not a Mac Mini. Yeah, it's really targeted at, for people who are budget-minded. I guess, but then you got to buy a monitor and your mouse, and then you know, you, like it, once you add in all the stuff that you need to go with it, unless you have all that stuff already, right. it's not that cheap, and it's also going to be it's it's already kind of obsolete. It certainly will be in like six months. You know, you it's not a great machine for the. Well, price. it's a machine that people like to use for like servers, and then they like to put they they like to put it in places where. A typical, a regular Apple computer won't fit. Sure. Yeah. They, I mean, it, it has its place. I just don't know why Apple doesn't treat it like the rest of its computers. I mean, it doesn't, there's no real set or even um, unset upgrade cycle. It's like, well, maybe it'll be upgraded this year. Maybe it won't. We don't know. It could be five years. It could be next week. We have no clue when the Mac mini is going to be upgraded with anything resembling modern architecture but it does have twice as much torch. That just about does it for this week's episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 690. I'd like to thank Michael Simon. Thank you. Thanks to Life Johnson. Thank you. And you can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes through SoundCloud or on Spotify. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or you can contact us through Twitter. That's at Macworld or on Facebook. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld podcast as we talk about the latest news and happenings in the world of Apple. See you all next time. Mm -hmm.